Before we get started, we'd like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of this land, the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation, and pay our respects to their elders, past, present, and emerging. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the podcast called What a Great Punk by the band called These New South Wales. Thank you. Which is me, Jamie, and Todd. 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 Uh, <laughs> and um, there's Frank and Will in the band too. Frank and Will are in the band yeah. too, but the podcast yeah. of what Isn't I'm trying to get at is hosted by us specifically. Yes. Yeah, specifically. Thank you. Um, so um, just a little quick bit of uh, uh, housekeeping before mm-hmm. we get started. Sydney, we're playing in Sydney you yeah. this weekend, Saturday the 5th of December. Go to our socials to find the the you know, click through for linked Links tickets. And shout. Um, and we're doing a live pod, our very first live pod on Sunday, December 6th, which is the day after at the Lansdowne. We're gonna True. have some we're gonna have some excellent guests. It's gonna be really fun. There's gonna be you're gonna be in the audience, hopefully, and we're gonna be on the stage just recording a pod like normal, yeah. except you're there. We've never so. done it before, so it'll be fun and probably a train wreck, which will yeah. be great. Yeah. Um, tickets are on sale today for the Patreon only, and then they'll go on sale. Whatever's left, if there's any left, would go on sale to the public on Wednesday. Yeah. And, so. um, and, and then just a quick plug um, to those of you, if you haven't seen our mockumentary comedy series on Comedy Central, uh, there's two seasons of that. It's now available on YouTube. Just type in these New South Wales and uh, look for that. Um, we've also got a brand new show called TNSW Tonight, the first season of which is available on YouTube as well. So type in TNSW oh, yeah. Tonight. That was um, good stuff. Um, we've got a new single too, Broken System. It's a good song. Go yeah, listen. Go, go it's on, on listen, Spotify and shit. Go and run that up um, on Spotify or YouTube, wherever you want to go. Um, all right. All right. Well, well done. We're, we're really excited today because we've got Shame on the Pod. Love Shame. Um, ben from South London. Um, they've just released their new single, Water in the Well, and they've got a new album, Drunk Tank Pink, coming out uh, in January of next year. So pretty pumped about, pretty pumped about the chat. Really um, pumped. It's going to be fun. Yeah. All right. Well, without any further ado, <clears throat> uh, this is Mark Sinatra with his original composition, Catchy Smile. Take it away, Mark. Catchy smile. You got that catchy smile. Stop a while. Come back with that catchy smile Come back, baby, we'll fly away Come back, we'll just fly away All right, we're going. It's going. I'm recording. Together, I'm recording. Wait, I'm not recording the Zoom, though. Oh, record the Zoom. Yeah, no, no, I'm recording the Zoom. All right, let's have it. Let's have it. Yeah, all right. All right, mates. All right. All right, lads. All right, how's it going? (laughs) You all right? (laughs) Should we, should, we, should we swap for this whole Yeah, yeah do it. You guys, right. how's your Aussie hey, accent? Hey, yeah, you're how right. You go, how are you going, Cunts? You all right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> not bad, mate. Not bad. Yeah. That's yeah, fine. Um, it's fucking great what you want about, Cunt. That's a fucking 10 out of 10 Aussie accent yeah. there, mate. At the end of the day, though, you guys say that a lot. <laughs> at the end, at end of the day, though. When you think we about say, it. We, we, we say to be fair. We say to be fair. Oh, to be fair. Oh, to be to fair. To be fair. Yeah. That's yeah. a good one. <laughs> it's all about loyalty, isn't it? At, at the end of the day, to be fair, it's all I about loyalty. So <laughs> <laughs> you guys are in separate corners of Europe, you said? 
Yeah, so I'm I'm currently I'm currently holed up in South London, and Charlie Steen here is up in the wilds of Norway, where Ooh, we recently wow. we recently had a writing retreat in Norway. Oh, but, okay. Um, Hang on. Uh, it'd be fair to say it's been a turbulent week. Would you agree, Steen? Yeah, I'd, I'd completely agree. You're very quiet, Eddie. Uh, you know what? I'm just going to use the computer audio because this is shit. Okay. It's actually can you hear right me, me on the? Can you hear me on the audio? Yeah, we can hear. Yeah, you yeah you're well. good. Um, what went down in Norway? What's so turbulent? So we 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 went. <laughs> this is a uh, yeah. Uh, we went for a writing retreat up to Norway mm. to, to stay with with our dear friend Simon Tickner, who used to run a pub in Brixton called the Queen's Head, where we started the band, mm-hmm. where we where we shared a rehearsal room with the Fat White family back mm-hmm. in the very, very early stages of the band. Um, so we went up to Norway a couple of weeks ago to stay with him and to do a little writing retreat to, to get, get things going for the third album. And um, while we were there, Josh, our bass player, um, felt a little bit unwell, which is, if you know Josh, Josh saying he feels unwell is not, it's not out of the ordinary. It's nothing... nothing <laughs> Nothing to write home about. It's the sort of thing that usually happens, you know, two or three times a day. Mm-hmm. Um, so we didn't think much of it. And uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> we came back to m- m- me, Josh, and Forbes, our drummer, came back to London. And uh, Josh thought, oh, I feel a bit unwell. Better do a COVID test. Yeah. And um, yeah, it turns out the three of us have fucking COVID. So that's oh. why he was, yeah. <laughs> That's why he was feeling unwell. Oh, congratulations. <laughs> yeah, yeah no, nice. I passed. I passed. I got it. <laughs> How fun. Yeah. Um, I'm negative. I'm negative. Oh, you're Steve negative. Somehow, he somehow got away with it, but because the person we were staying with in Norway tested positive, Steena's Steena's had to remain. Um, but you, but hang on. So, so they go on about how, so, so you were in the same room with these guys and you didn't catch it, Steen. Yeah, I have seven to one odds. Fucking hell. Wow. Yeah, it was, it was kind of what, I mean, I, I called it, I called it from the start. When we all did our test, I was like, I guarantee Steen is going to test negative. <laughs> I just had a, I had a feeling and I knew it was going to happen. Yeah, hold on. Lo, lo and behold, hell fucking surprise, here we are, negative. Fuck, how's it, how's, um, how, how, how was it? How, how uh, is it? Do you still have it? No, I'm, I'm out of isolation tomorrow. So I, okay. I get to, I get to leave the house tomorrow, which is a, quite a privilege. Has it been um, hell? No, no. I mean, like, there's just a couple of days of feeling a bit under the weather, a bit, a bit tired. Yeah. But no, it wasn't. It wasn't too bad. You know, I guess I'm a strapping young 23 year old man, so it's not going to hit me too. Hard. I don't know. What's all the fuss about? I don't even yeah. know what all the fuss. It sounds <laughs> you know, like a bloody cold. <laughs> <laughs> I shut down the whole fucking world for a cold. Yeah, doesn't yeah, sound that bad. It doesn't sound bad I'll, at all. Tell the old guys to take one for the team. You know. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm joking. That's not. Um, but yeah no it was it was fine i'm I'm out of isolation tomorrow looking forward to getting back in the outside world oh man that'll be nice what are you in a Mm. you you you're in your apartment your your flat i'm at my i'm at my mum and dad's house at the moment okay yeah perfect place to isolate yeah very well stocked fridge lots of lots of snacks available um and yeah it's been all right It's, it's you know a little bit boring but it's not been too bad mm. altogether. Oh, fuck. So you guys, because you, you only finished up your second record relatively recently, right? 
Well, yeah, kind of. I mean, we... Officially, we re- anyway. We, re- we recorded it back in January in right. Paris. Right. Before the world imploded. And mm. the, plan, the plan was to put it out a lot earlier than it's going to come out. Right. Um, so, yeah, that, that whole thing was kind of wrapped up a while ago and we had all these, these big plans for the year. And then, obviously, we all know what happened. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my God! Stop dead in stop dead in the tracks, huh? Yeah, I, I know. I'm sorry. It's, it's hard not to shit on the vibe right now. <laughs> no, no, that's all, G. I mean, I, I, I feel for for you guys because we're kind of having the opposite um, thing now. Like Melbourne, we've just gone through a really stringent, fucked up like curfews. I, style I've lockdown. heard all about it from my. Yeah. You, mm. might, you might know my buddy um, Scott Armstrong. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. we know. Yeah, Scott. Yeah, shout outs. Shout outs. Yeah, shout out to Scott and Rolling Blackouts, but um, he's a he's a really good friend of ours, and he was telling me all about the Victoria lockdown. It sounds yeah, like it was horrendous, man. But it's like summer has come, has like really starting to rear its head here. The lockdowns are easing. It's like it's all yeah, it's all good. We're kind of going in opposite directions right now. Yeah, you guys did it the right way around. Like feels like it. We're entering into winter and in the midst oh. of lockdown too. Yeah, so, grim. We're we're playing a show on the weekend, which is fucking weird. Yeah, you're playing a show. Yeah, you're playing, you're, a, show. You're playing a show. <laughs> yeah. No, we're, we're, we're actually playing one. Yeah, no, we're oh, playing a show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. No, no you no, can get no. rid of those quotes, those air quotes, <laughs> and throw them in the bin. We're playing a show. <laughs> oh, okay, fair play. Um, which would be good. It'd be yeah. um weird. Yeah, it's been a long time. Everyone has to sit down though, which is kind of fun too. Yeah. We we did we did one of them the other week. It was it was interesting. Was oh, it? So you're playing shows too. So it's not that special that we're playing a show. We, we did one show at the Windmill in Brixton, and um, yeah, it was it was pretty much just to our mates. So yeah. Just like the old days when nobody but our mates ever came to our shows. Mm. Yeah, the good old days. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> the average old days. Yeah. <laughs> And what about you, Steen? You, you're, so you stayed in Norway? Yeah, so I'm still over here. I've just been sort of like chilling out, uh, watching loads of good films. That's nice. Sort of like trying to do a painting, like trying to do some reading, trying to do some writing. Just sort yeah. of like... The day, the day seemed to be I've, be... I've been quite fortunate in my lockdowns in that I've, I've managed to avoid London both times. Oh, nice. So, I mean, it, it just seems in these situations that when... A city is devoid of, um, I don't know, people. Mm. <laughs> it's not really a city anymore. Yeah, it's stuck in the kind of like rural in between. Um, so I've been able to sort of like fortunate enough to escape at both times. Where are you in the country or are you in the, in a city? I mean, um, no, I'm I'm just in the middle of nowhere in Norway. Wow, <clears throat> proper yeah. proper remote. Wow, so you're quite isolated. You you said you're painting. Are you are you a painter, or is this a new thing? Um, I I did a year of foundation. You would know like Campbellwell, but um, I did a year of foundation art, uh, which is when you're eight. I was eighteen. Yeah. Um, and then in lockdown, the first lockdown, so in March, um, yeah. I got I just bought some oil paint, and I was nice. cutting, I was like, like working. Uh, and I cut some wood, started doing some oil paints then. Fuck. And then I really like it, but it's, it's you know, you've got to have a massive, you got to have a huge fucking luxury. 
be able to do any kind of art, any mm. kind of art. Um, and it's kind of only in both lockdowns when I've been away from my home mm. um, that I'm able to do so. So at the moment, I'm doing a little. Here, I'll take you out on a little tour. Yeah, it's work. Because I need to get a light anyway. So I've started. I've started. It's going to get a little bit loud. I've started a little acrylic painting of um with the landlord of the pub that we started the band at. Oh, nice. Oh man, that looks fucking That's great. Mad. Fuck yeah. Holy shit. Well done, mate. <laughs> Proper good that, isn't it? Well, it's all right. The thing is, that, that, okay, so I'm going to point you through it. Okay, it's a bit like, I mean, I'm not a musician, so this is my equivalent to doing it. The ear is wrong, which yeah. you could say is a guitar part. <laughs> the no- nostril is a bit wrong, which would be another, it could be an instrument that could be added. Yeah. And then the thing is, I did it while the person was moving, so it's a bit like if a musician leaves the room. Oh, yeah. Oh. I'm just sort of finding my way around it. Hang on, but so I'm he, he sat he's, he sat for this painting. Wait, can I have the lighter, Simon? Lighter. Fucking hell, big schmood over in Norway. Interlude music. Can I have a lighter, please? Yeah. That's good. Where's the lighter? <laughs> where's, where's the lighter? Where's the lighter, man? Where's my fucking hand now? Give, give me a lighter. Fuck you. This is your own painting. Who's the fucking... Who are you painting? Oh, I'm painting you. You fucking... Like, I was sitting over there having a fucking moment with my dead friend. <laughs> I have a lighter, please. Where is it? Whenever you're ready, Steno. No, this is entertainment. Yeah, I'm just sitting back. <laughs> People listen to this podcast while they're doing their housework, you know what I mean? What's up, mate? I'm an Aussie cunt called Jamie. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck off, mate. Fuck you. Nice to meet you. I'll put the word out. Anyway, so so that was me going to get a lighter. Yeah, Yeah, nice. 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 And show. The painting looks great. Well done. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Forgot about that. (laughs) It's good with the ear ear and the nose and the... The ear, the nose, and the the, the general jacket in general, and the, the sort of like level of the, the the balding head needs to come down a little bit further. Right. I've I've I, my girlfriend bought me like I was like oh maybe I should paint, and my girlfriend bought me like some really beautiful paints and like a nice pad and stuff. And um, I I have two two problems. One is that I never I never know like do I should I just do something from the soul and just. Let whatever oh, yeah. happens happens, <laughs> or should? Because I feel like I kind of You're feel Australian. like Australian. What soul? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> I'm Scottish. Yeah, but you're not. Are you? Oh, I am. He I was, is. He was born. I was born in Scotland. Oh, fair play. Born I thought in, it was going to be. I thought it was going to be like when American people say they're Irish. No, no. Oh, I, was, yeah. I was born in oh, Scotland. I was born in Aberdeen. Oh, my, fair da- place my dad's we, we from Edinburgh. Aberdeen. My mum's from Aberdeen. What's that? We've been to Aberdeen. It's not bad, is it? Yeah, it's right. I've been to Edinburgh a lot. Edinburgh's great. Fucking love Edinburgh. I love Edinburgh. Yeah. Beautiful city. We went yeah, to a pub. What, what was the pub we went to? We, we, we were, we've, oh, no. we've told this story on the pub before actually, but we were in a cab and we were heading back down to wherever our hotel was. And um, we were like, oh, that pub looks, looks all right. And the cab driver said, um, then go in there unless you want your head kicked in. Oh, wow. You want <laughs> <laughs> But to be fair, she said that about like every pub we yeah, drove past. Yeah, or no dog there. You get your head kicked, get your head kicked in. Yeah, yeah, head kicked in. Yeah, 
Yeah. And but then we went because we, we went like, in. Shush, Obviously, you, yeah. Why not? Yeah. Just tempting fate. And there well, was, it was also recommended as like the only decent bar in the neighborhood too. Yeah. Um. And but, there, there was some yeah. dude like going psycho at the bar, yeah. just sitting there going, oh, so fucking, fucking, fucking crazy, fucking give us another one. Uh, there, yeah. there are, there are. I maintain this. There are a few things more terrifying than being shouted at in a Scottish accent. <laughs> yeah. it, 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 like life, life doesn't get more tender than that. Like when, yeah. when you're, when you're face to face, yeah. with a Scottish man shouting at you, it doesn't. It, it doesn't get more scary than it's that. It's really scary. I had I, I had once an altercation outside a bar in Glasgow, and so I, I'm a I'm a Chelsea fan. Yeah. Um, and I was outside a bar in Glasgow, and this guy saw me wearing like this vintage Chelsea shirt that I had, and he came over to me and he was just like, "Ah, oh, you're a fucking Chelsea fan, so you should be a Rangers fan." And I was just like, "Ah, oh, no, 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 I'm not. I'm not a Rangers fan." <laughs> And he was just like berating me as to why I wasn't a Rangers fan because Chelsea and Rangers have this like long-standing affinity. Yeah. And I was just like, no, no, I'm not a Rangers fan. He was like, he was like, so if, if Celtic and Rangers were playing each other, who would you support? And I was like, oh, I'd probably support Celtic because I'm a Catholic. And before I finished the word Catholic, he had like thrown me to the crowd. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. Fuck. Holy fuck. No, it's, it's pretty, pretty fucking real over there. You know, yeah. I reckon the UK in general is pretty sketchy. Like every time I'm in London, <laughs> I'm a bit sketched out. Yeah. It's like, I scary. mean, it's, so what, you guys are from Melbourne? Well, we're, we're from, we're not from Melbourne, but we live here. Yeah. We're from different parts of Australia. Okay. I, I guess, yeah. It's, but it's a bit sketchy, isn't it? The disparity between like different cities in the UK and local knowledge carries a lot of mm. weight over here. It's like if you're in, mm. if you're in one city, which, from an outsider's perspective, would seem very sketchy. Yeah. It would seem completely normal to another, you know. Totally but, so uh, true. I think once so you, think, you're right. I think, once you get I used think to lo- local knowledge definitely carries a lot of significance over here. And it's, you know, like, I, I'm, I'm not going to sit here and pretend that I, as a privileged Southerner, haven't been in northern towns being like, oh, shit. Like, they're yeah, looking yeah. at me. They're looking at me. Yeah, like, yeah. It's, you know, <laughs> it's, it's all about sort of knowing people in different places. People are just quite lippy on the streets. Like I was walking down a street oh, yeah. in East London once and this dude goes, Oi. And I turn around and he goes, Your haircut bothers me. <laughs> That's about right. Yeah. And I was like, but sorry. Man. He goes, Your haircut, it bothers me. And I was like, oh, okay. Oh, sorry so about scary. that. Fact, he had to establish his opinion. Yeah. More than one. Dude, and then yeah. I walked and then I walked into a Tesco just around the corner in I think it was Shoreditch or something. And there was this dude who was paying for his shit up at the counter and he pulled out his wallet out of his back pocket and he dropped his weed. And I was in the line behind him and I was like, oh, fuck, that dude's dropped his weed. And I like was look, like looking around, deciding what to do. And I thought, I'll just pick, pick it up and, you know, give it back to him. So I picked it up and, and tapped him on the shoulder and said, you dropped your weed. And he fucking backhanded it out of my hand and it went flying across the shop and he's like, it's not my fucking weed. Oh, yeah, you stitched him up, man. You could have stitched him up. You could have landed him in jail. You've done him dirty, mate. Yeah. Do you reckon that's doing him dirty? Yeah, you snitched. I was just trying to fucking help him. It's like... (laughs) CCTV, mate. Yeah, Yeah, I know. I know. But I think in Australia that someone would just go, oh, cheers, man. Cheers, man. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. And then it was actually a terrifying night because then I went to a pub (laughs) and and I... I, (laughs) 
I had a little bit of coke on me, but I wasn't doing it, and I was in the cubicle just taking a piss. This and, already doesn't make sense. Can I just say? Oh yeah. yeah. Well, maybe <laughs> yeah. Maybe I was. I don't know. But I was just taking a piss, and then yeah. And um, on the cubicle door, open up, open up, open up. And I was like, yeah. fuck. And I, I just panicked. I wasn't expecting it. And I dropped the baggie of Coke out of the, out of the toilet window. Um, right. But it was on the, we were on the, I was on the ground floor. So it fell out into the beer garden. And then okay. I came out and it was just a couple of lads just having a laugh. And yeah. I was like, oh, fuck, you scared the shit out of me. My heart was like racing through its chest. Oh. That, well, I, I feel like that's actually quite a common, a common joke in. Right. Busy pub and club toilets in the UK. Yeah, people it's like think a prank. it's funny to just give it a little. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and then honestly, it, like it, regardless of who you are, it's going to scare the shit out of you. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, and then and then the last part to this story is then I was walking around with my brother and we were just walking past these houses and there was this, there was a party going on, <laughs> and we just walked past and I was like, um, there was a guy out the front just having a cigarette. And I said, um, is this a are you got you guys having a party or something just trying to make conversation? He goes, not if you're asking. <laughs> oh, no. oh, fuck me. I'm going home. No, no, Mate, you had a rough no. night. That was a rough night. Yeah. All that, in the one night. Well, that was all in the same night. No, three of them were. Yeah, not the haircut bothers me, but the other three yeah. were. Yeah. Well, Still a pretty bad night, mate. It's a bad yeah. night. Oh, I'm sorry. Ne- next time you're in London, we'll 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 take you out. <laughs> all right. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Where's it good to go? Well, if before COVID. Where's a good spot? Before COVID, um, well, this, this is the thing about London. We're, we're very territorial about the part of London we come from. So mm. us being from South London, we would say nothing but bad things about anywhere north of the river. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, if you were to come on a night out with us, we'd probably go to the Windmill, maybe the Prince Albert, just a vast array of pubs yeah, in a very sick. similar geographical area. Yeah, yeah. But, I haven't spent much time in South London, actually. No, we haven't. Like yeah, to, yeah. People, people who come to visit rarely do. Yeah, we probably visit. rookie it and stay in East London. Yeah, like, oh, sure, well, it's just it, so like, cool, man. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it, I'm, 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 I'm gradually, as I get older, I'm warming to East London, but I'm not yeah. fully sold yet. I'm, I'm getting yeah. there. But I, I feel, yeah, when, when people come to London as visitors, they very rarely actually go to the kinds of places that we hang out in or used to hang yeah. out in like yeah. teenagers and all that but yeah you, so you started the band in South London and that's where you played shows and that kind of thing well yeah we yeah we so we started at the Queen's Head in Brixton the landlord of which you've just met yeah mm, lovely so bloke <laughs> did a couple shows there and like around the Brixton area then we um we kind of I feel like it'd be fair to say we kind of just ended up on a cycle of the London pub circuit but yeah mm half a year yeah uh, and like at this point we were like still at school like couldn't even like legally get a drink in pubs oh shit but we were, <laughs> we were just sort of like be playing in these random pubs in like Shoreditch or Islington or something on a Tuesday night and it was you know we the kind of environment we'd never find ourselves in if we weren't playing shows and it was kind of weird yeah but we played the old blue last there and what was the other place we played oh yeah, fucking yeah. old blue last. And what was the other? Yeah. What's the other um, place? It's in um, uh, Shacklewell Arms. Yeah, Shacklewell Arms. Yeah, yeah, you got it. You guessed it. Yeah. It, it, it. I mean, to be fair, Shacklewell Arms. It's a decent boozer, um, but it's it's one of those kind of 
I hate to use the term, but like factory venues, I suppose, where like yeah. if you're a London band, you're going to end up playing at that venue like yeah, yeah. 12 times. Yeah. Like it, it just happened. Yeah. Um, the, the old blue last, like let that be known, the old blue last can go fuck itself. <laughs> okay. I, I, I have no qualms talking shit about the old blue last. It's All right, a go on. God awful establishment effectively owned by Rupert Murdoch. I, yeah. Yeah, it's... It's the Vice venue, right? Hor- horrific. I like the bouncers used to refuse re-entry to anyone seen giving change to homeless people. Oh, really? Oh. Yeah. So it's been so many occasions of people being in the smoking area. And obviously with it being just off Shoreditch High Street, there's, there's an abundance of homeless people looking for change. Mm. And the security staff used to refuse re-entry to anyone who gave change to a homeless person. What the fuck? Like, <laughs> you know, I mean, I, it just, it, it defied sense and it was just so vicious and dehuman mm. for people that it just, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Do you remember, do you, would you remember in the restaurant that we went across the road, Todd, they, oh, um, they, they, added, they added some sneaky fucking <laughs> tax to our bill. Yeah. We, yeah. Yeah. We made them. We, we went back in. I don't know. It was a. It was a fucking like some weird. They tip. added a tip without us giving him a tip, like onto our bill, and it was already like the most oh, no, expensive a, ramen. A, yeah, like, but oh really? Was it table set? Was it? Were you in a restaurant? <laughs> <laughs> I think so. I, I don't yeah, know. Look, the ramen was there already like sixteen quid or twenty quid or some yeah, shit. If, like it was so fucking. Ex- if you're in a restaurant here, there's there's a service charge on the bill. Okay, um, so we fucked you, up. You can, you, you can, like, having done many service industry jobs in the past, mm. you can, if you're a dick, refuse to pay it. Right, it yeah, that's what we did. Bill, but it means, it, means you don't have to, <laughs> it means you don't have to give a tip. Right, right. Oh, so we... So okay, if, that's if, pretty if dumb. It, it, it will say on most bills in the UK, like, service included or service not included. If it says service not included, you leave a tip. Oh, if it's a service so included, it'll come up on the bill. I'm embarrassed that, too. Yeah. I'm but in Australia, so tipping culture is not a thing, is it? It's like nah. people get paid a fair wage. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, <laughs> probably better that way around, but yeah. Oh, I feel like such a bad person there. No, no. Like it's it, it varies so much. Like in America, for example, we we started touring America when we were like 19, 20. Mm. Obviously not allowed to drink, but we had mm around it and it was it's such a weird custom going into a bar and having to give a dollar yeah. with every beer you yeah. get it's like and you you yeah. don't do it instinctively like you don't you gotta remember right yeah you don't naturally think to do that and then you get like a bartender being kind of pissy with you and you're just like why is this bartender being such a dick and then you're like oh fuck like, i'm in america yeah. i have to give this person a dollar on top of the cost of my drink which yeah. is yeah a pretty insane kind of model for paying for things but yeah you, you you guys were out to Australia. It was a couple of years ago, right? Like for Laneway. Yeah, we did we did Laneway uh, at the front end of 2018. Yeah, it was yeah. A great tour. Yeah, did you enjoy yourselves out here? Make some friends. Oh, it was amazing. Yeah, we did make we, we did make some yeah? friends. Is that where you met Scott? Um, yeah, we. So I met Scott for the first time at Laneway at mm. the um, it was at the after party in Fremantle. Which, oh dear! It sounds like as Scott. I recall, got yeah. Got Shout out, fairly, fairly loose, um, yeah. and didn't see him for like best part of a year and a half. And then we were mm. we were out. I, I was I was at a pub in Newcastle, 
And this guy came over to me and he was just like, oh, are you Eddie? And I was just like, who's this Australian man? And he was like, oh, no, I'm Scott. I manage Body Type and um, Rolling Blackouts, like two really Dude. great Australian bands. Um, shout outs. Shout, shout outs to Body Type and yeah, Rolling Blackouts. Yeah, yeah. They're, good um, friends, they're good friends of ours. And in then, fact, yeah. that, that night in Newcastle, we were, there. we were there that night. We were fucking there. Was that, um, we saw the festival. doing this call and he told me, he was like, yeah, those guys were out with us in Newcastle. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah we, we, we were at that show. Um, Hit the North or some shit? Was that what it was called? Yeah, 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 that was it. Yeah. Yeah, we opened that festival. Yeah. <laughs> we're the openers. <laughs> we're the openers in the shittest bar in town. Played it like midday. The shittest bar. Oh, so that's quite a statement. It yeah, is, right? Might not have been. I didn't go to all of them. They've got their funny little Sydney Harbour Bridge in Newcastle. Their little mini yeah. Sydney Harbour oh, Bridge. The Gateshead Bridge, yeah. 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 Nice bridge. A really underwhelming version of the Sydney yeah, Harbour Bridge. Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. Yeah. It's cute. But that was a good night. Yeah. Yeah, that was a great night. That yeah, was it was a great show. Oh. Really, We really enjoyed that. Mm. Oh, oh, thank you very much, yeah. mate. Top notch. Yeah, that's top notch. Thank you very and, much. And um, who else? Are you guys friends of the chats? We saw that we saw you did. We a are. Thing we are, the we chats. are good friends. Of the How chats. do you know those we, guys? So when we did Laneway Festival, um, the tour manager that we were appointed, so to speak, was Al O'Neill, otherwise known as Big Al in the Australian scene, I believe. Um, and he uh, haven't come across Big Al and never heard of him. Though. Yeah, can't. Yeah, but I look forward to. Uh, we'll know yeah. him when we see him now. <laughs> You'd recognize him if you saw him. His name's Al, and he's yeah, a big bloke. And he's a big guy, yeah. He's a big guy, yeah. Um, he was tour managing us on that tour, and this was when the chats were just proper, like, booting off. Like, yeah. I think they, they, they put Smoko out a few weeks before, mm. and he was like, oh, yeah, like, this band, the chats, I think I'm going to start managing them. And then a few months later, he started managing them. Like, they started coming over to Europe tons, and I think we actually met them for the first time in Brisbane and we were out at a bar and we hatched this plan for them to come on stage with us the next night at Laneway about like 12 hours before we were due to be on stage so obviously it didn't happen yeah. but uh, <laughs> that's kind of where we became friends with them um, and yeah they're, they're, they're funny funny dudes <laughs> it, it, it's, it's kind of insane to see them playing like huge venues over here mm. uh, we, yeah, we cool. went we went to their show at the Forum in Kentish Town, up in North London, and it's it was it was just kind of bizarre just mm. to see them in this huge venue and just like thousands of young British kids going absolutely ape shit. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, It was so funny, but fair play to them. Like they're doing yeah. well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We've yeah. Ne- we've never met them, which is kind of bizarre because yeah. like you yeah. know, I feel like I feel like. I- I, I was expecting to meet them like five minutes after landing in Australia for some reason. Like, yeah, they're just at the airport. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> How you going, Cans? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're so Aussie, hey. Yeah. They've got a real Aussie vibe. I, I feel like with the Australian music scene, it's like, despite the fact that it's such a massive country, it's the scene itself is quite insular and mm, yeah. everyone kind of seems to know everyone in a weird way. It is. I'd say that they're the one, one of the only bands we don't know. Do you know RVG? Uh, actually, no. I don't know. So maybe there's, there's yeah, two yeah, bands there's who don't know. Bands, They're great, yeah. though. They're a great band. Shout out. They're really great. They, 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 they opened for us in Europe a couple of years ago. Nice. Really Sick. great band. That, they were meant to be opening for Faith No More when they came out, but then that tour got canned, which sucks for them. 
That would have been cool. Saw dry cleaning. I went to see Body Type play at um, Moth Club and saw dry cleaning. Do you guys know them? Yeah, I, I that was that was the last show I went to before. Oh, lockdown. you were at that show too? At Village Underground. No, this was at Moth Club. Like no, so I went to the I went to the dry cleaning show at Village Underground, which is not far from the Moth Club. But it was, I think it was literally like five days before lockdown. Right. Um, but yeah, yeah dry great. cleaning was great. Honestly, I had a I had a bit of a moment watching them. I was like watching and moderately enjoying and Moderate, yeah and then something happened and I fucking <laughs> and I, I fucking cried I cried watching them and I that's not me- like I'm not a I did I just like honestly I just was like as something came over me and I just started crying I feel emotional talking about it now I don't know what it was oh. about them but I thought it was fucking brilliant they are they are a really great band sick yeah um, they really, they yeah. really won me over. I mean, to begin with, I was like, I can't really, you know, because her voice is such a sort of like uh, low pitched um, thing. It was kind of a little bit buried and I was probably feeling a bit frustrated that I couldn't kind of hear her properly because it's such a lyric sort of forward band. Yeah. But, but I think she started repeating something over and over and I was like, oh my God, that's making me sad. <laughs> mm. <laughs> yeah, it was, I, I remember seeing them at that show at Village Underground and it was, yeah, I kind of get that because the lyrics should be coming through so strong. Mm. But I don't know if you guys have ever been to Village Underground in Shoreditch. It's like a super cavernous, cavernous venue. Right. And um, with any kind of loud guitars, a lot of the vocals can just get lost. But yeah. yeah. It was still a great show. And the latest single they just put out was brilliant. Yeah, I, yeah, I agree. Yeah. And congratulations on your single coming out, guys, too. Oh, thank you very much. Yeah, man. it sounds fantastic. And the video is really great too. Thank you very yeah, much. Yeah, that, that was directed by a, a friend of ours, Pedro Takahashi. Right. Really talented guy. $17 million. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but Money yeah, well spent. Our, our, mate, our mate ended up directing it, but um, the link was put together without us knowing about it. So our managers were like, oh yeah, we're going to have a chat with this guy, Pedro. We were like, yeah, we, we, like he's our mate. Oh right! Like, <laughs> it's exciting. Has it has it has it felt nice to have music back out? Uh, massively. Yeah. Because it's, mm. like, it's been so long. You know. It's, How long it's, has it been? It's like two, it's, when did you? Songs and Praise came out January 2018. Yeah, yeah. right. That's quite a while. Um, been a minute. <laughs> <laughs> um, we. I mean, I guess also with the with the COVID situation, there was yeah. We 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 were sitting on a recorded album so yeah. long, and the frustration that goes with that is just like yeah, because obviously there's so many other factors that mean you don't yeah. want something. So it's like oh, you can't tour, so don't release. But yeah, yeah, it got to the point where it's like we're just gonna fucking put something yeah. Up. That's always hard. That stuff where yeah. it's like you're sitting on it, and then you just want to put it out, and then the people around you are saying it's not smart to put it out now. Just wait, and it makes sense, but. It's just a shitty. I got so a it made, it made sense before we knew how long it was going to be. Yeah, we did it. Yeah, also, also in the time of lot, you know, we were fortunate enough to record Trunk Tank Pink before the country, the United Kingdom, went into lockdown. We recorded it at the beginning of the year in Paris with James Ford. Yeah, and then when we went into lockdown, there was, you know, it's easy to reflect upon it as a time. Do you know what I mean? You know, hindsight's always twenty twenty. <laughs> but at the time we didn't have our album cover we didn't have confirmation on the album name mm. and we didn't have 
any music videos. And we did have the option, which ourselves, management and the label would have all backed us up on, to have begun this process from isolation, from where we were all staying and stuff like that. Mm. We didn't really, it then seemed a kind of waste, whereas like, we'd put all of this time, effort and energy into writing and then recording Chunk Tank Pink to then kind of rush it together yeah. and do these videos just for the sake of doing a video seemed sort of, uh, you know, it seemed sort of uh, quite apathetic. Do you know what I mean? It was yeah. just like, it made a lot more sense to just, there was a lot more important stuff going on in the world as well that deserved to be at the forefront yeah. of the Shane's new record. Mm-hmm. And- <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> and, um, and so, yeah, I think, I think I'm, I mean, I'm personally very happy as to the transgression as to how it has now appeared and that we were able to have the time to work out the directors such as Egan Williams, mm. Pedro mm. Takahashi, yeah. and even yeah. James, uh, Jar Humby, who did the Molten Jet session, you know, it, so that it transpired like that. Do you know what I mean? If it was in lockdown, we'd have ended up with a lot of like, I don't know, selfie versions of us miming war in the well. Yeah. yeah. It probably would have been a bit of a deflation of the balloon. Yeah, so true. It's smart to wait sometimes, like not rush. Like so many, like you could have rushed it out and then ended up with some kind of really time stamped like film clip or like release, which is, it's good not to have. Not rushing it was kind of the order of the day for this record because we, yeah. We'd been writing for obviously the Songs of Praise campaign took a while, like that was a heavy mm. campaign. But when that all died down, we went straight back into writing after a very brief break. Mm. Um, and I feel like if you know, if we were that way inclined, we probably could have just shoved something out there a bit more quickly. Mm. But it didn't seem to us at the time that that would be particularly, you know, useful in a way because yeah. we like. We wanted to put something out that we could actually resonate with and that we were proud of. So, yeah, there's, there's, I think the pressures of the industry can often cause people to just put things out prematurely. I couldn't agree more. You know, Which and it's it's that classic thing not, of people not conducive to any kind of growth as an no, artist. No, no, exactly. And it's that thing of you know, like a lot of people don't understand that, like making a body of work that you feel like proud of essentially like you know that thing where people go is your album still not out yet when did you start that yeah how long's it been when's it we know oh, when's that it coming out way too well <laughs> oh, mate <it's, laughs> honestly it's the most it's it's you, you have to remind yourself i guess to be patient with those people because they don't understand they just think what just do a bunch of songs that's that just do mm. them just do them and that's it but you know I, i've been in a similar situation i I, I have a solo um, project, which is actually on IOU, the, the, the label that Scott um, is one of the one of oh, the, cool. okay. the guys of. And okay. I, f- I finished the record in January of this year as well. And um, it's not coming out till, I don't know, probably mid next year or something like that. And the amount of people that go, you're still working on that. You know, mm. and there's no kind of... Um, yes, I am still working on it. Yeah, Thank you. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's a, it's a weird one. Yeah, I guess, I don't know, it's, some people take it in one direction where they, I don't know, submit to the pressures of the industry and just do shit really quickly. Mm. But I just, I can't see, I mean, some people work quickly. 
Yeah, like, they do mm. exactly, and it, it works for some people. But I think for us, it was it was definitely a case of sitting on things that we thought were cool. Yeah, but also allowing ourselves enough time to come up with other shit that we thought was equally mm. cool. Exactly, and you got to like, live. You got to sometimes you have to live with the song. You know, like yeah, the the it, it can it can change over time, and it's important. I think particularly for a second album after after you know you guys had such success with the first record you want to fucking make sure that you you know yeah proud of the next move yeah definitely it was that was a huge thing just like not throwing something out there because we felt like we had to yeah yeah do you how many do you write a lot of songs and then choose a few or do you not write that many and they kind of come out strong or what's your i think kind of what seems to happen a lot is that there'll be an idea that goes around in rehearsals and so on. Um, and it kind of becomes, with, with us being a five piece, it becomes clear pretty quickly whether or not everyone else is into it. Mm. And that, I think, indirectly determines the things we spend more time on. So yeah. it's like, someone will come in with something, we'll riff it for a bit. And then if someone, if we're not all sort of like overtly enthusiastic mm. about it, then it kind of gets quietly binned. Mm, without yeah. without it being declared as bin, it's just yeah. like oh, that's just should we work, work on the other one? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 that's similar to us actually. Yeah, yeah. isn't it, Jamie? Yeah. Um, so I th- yeah, I feel like that's kind of the way it works. Is that which I guess is nice because you don't <laughs> you don't you don't get the like immediate gut wrenching feeling of rejection. You just get yeah. Like, yeah. How funny? <laughs> how funny is that them. feeling when you're um playing a song that you know you're not into and you just got to keep playing it for a bit just to like entertain wow. the other people yeah <laughs> but weirdly enough i find that that happens to ideas that i bring into practice more than any mm. other so like, I'll yeah. like, and I'll be like oh yeah this is cool and then like an hour later i'll be like this is shit like, why oh, did yeah. i ever think this was good yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Yeah. um <laughs> steeny are you guys a um a fighty, a fighty, an infighty band, or are you a? Are you guys? Do you guys get along well? I think any band is a fighty band. We're not. We're not. Mm. We're not. How long have you been together? Oh, uh, since like 2011. Yeah, but you're Australian. Yeah, sunshine <laughs> over there. Yeah, yeah true. No, I, I don't just... know. In 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 my in in our experience or whatever. I mean, it's it's only. What we know is it's not necessarily like, you know, it, it doesn't have to be that a fight is the determining factor of aggression within the relationship of the band. It's just more no. so a necessity of expression. Like, you know what I mean? It's going to happen regardless because somebody's going to get pissed, somebody's going to get drunk, somebody's going to get angry, somebody's mm. going to have something that they're dealing with. You know what I mean? In, the, in our sort of, in the years that we've been together, which is from the age of 16, 17 to 23 at the moment, you know, mm-hmm. there's a there's a lot of reasons to have an argument with a friend, regardless of yeah. the, act, the artistic expression. Yeah. Um, so I think it's yeah. I, I, I you know I, I'd be I'd be more concerned if we weren't a fighty band. Yeah, yeah. It's fair enough. I, me and Todd had one um one altercation in London actually, mm. um which we've we've spoken about on pod before, but yeah. Todd's Todd we, Todd snapped at me. We've been you know doing the spending time together living in each other's assholes for a couple of weeks and Todd snapped at me on stage and we actually went out the front. It was yeah, the, during soundcheck. It wasn't during soundcheck. in front of a crowd. What was the, what was the venue again? I, don't, I can't remember. 
But we went, we, but I said, Todd, can I, can I have a word with you out the front? And we went out the front and we had a, we had a, we had a, a man to man, you know, just yeah. straight up. Yeah. But, and That's it was, right. and it, oh, I really it was fantastic. Oh, yeah. It's it a good way brilliant. to deal with it. Yeah. The relationship you bounced just, back so, so strong. When that happens and someone calls you up like that, like pulls you up like that, you just got to make sure you listen. You don't talk, you hear them out and then you go from there. And that's what we did. You, you got, you guys should be band therapists. Yeah, <laughs> I could be. Honestly, that would not be bad for us. You guys got anything? Do you have I any mean, beef? You got now? like any yeah. resentments between you two that you need sorted out? Uh, no, me and Steen usually. Eddie, I hate you. <laughs> That's not true, yeah. Eddie. He's Fix only it. joking. Fix it. He's joking. Yeah. He's joking. Um, no, me and Steen have. I don't. I don't think we've ever had a serious bust up. But That's good. <laughs> when, when you when you when you're a five piece, there are there are known flashpoints between certain individuals oh yes mm. things that mm. flare up more between two than they do in another two. oh yes yeah. okay yeah do you guys have like um do you have buddies that you'll share hotel rooms with and stuff or do you rotate it or like what's no, how does that it's, work? Usually, it's usually fairly set um so i would invariably share with josh steam would almost always share with sean and then the spare room would go to forbes why is that? His personal hygiene is pretty. <laughs> Shout cool. outs. One time I was in another band like a long time ago called Dangerous. Shout outs. And we had this tour manager and he had the worst personal hygiene I've ever come across in my life and think ever oh, will. Right. And when I say that, like think of whatever you're thinking of and times it by about 10. Like it yeah. was so fucked. His feet were the most disgustingly stinky things I've ever, ever come across to the point where like if he was just sitting in a space for a couple of minutes, you couldn't really walk in there. Like he, he would he would put his shoes in the bathroom and you couldn't use the bathroom kind of thing. It was so fast. That's not that all. bad? That sounds like a That bad. No, dude, it was so bad. And yeah. like he was just like a... I guess maybe it was cheap. I don't know. The management company got it to a manager and he was the one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and, he was um, yeah, it would have been cheap. The van was cheap too. And it's just really, because um, you have to rock up at a venue with him too. And yeah, he like represents. So he goes in first and like talks oh, to everyone. That's so you. embarrassing. Yeah, he's representing us. And we yeah. were like all clean, clean beehives, you know. Well, shout outs to Forbes who just got absolutely doxxed on the pod. Oh, no, yeah. I mean, he's not, he's not that bad, but <laughs> no, he, 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 that's not the main reason. He just, yeah. we're happy to give him his own space. Yeah, nice. Yeah. yeah. Also, I mean, you need a big room to practice the drums in. So. Yeah, yeah, that's, you, you do. At the end of the day, he gets his own room. That's pretty good. That's what you want. Yeah. What level do you have to get to to get your own room each, do you reckon? Like, how much more successful do you have to be? Well, no, when. when Whenever a festival is paying for the accommodation, oh yeah, 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 that's that's when you change your rider to say we require single room. Mm. Mm. Always fucking happens as well. Yeah, it's mad. Do we if you don't ask, it? you don't get. Yeah, no, it's great. It's brilliant. Like whenever we do like a agreement where the festival is paying for the accommodation, single rooms, brilliant. Yeah, love that. It's a good feeling, isn't it? It is a great feeling. There's been a there's been a few. Where you walk into the hotel room and it's your room and you're like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You sit down, open a can of Coke, realize it's cost you $7, mm. fill it back up with water. You know, <laughs> I, I actually got away with that at Laneway Festival in Australia. We got to 
we got to the hotel and I think it would have been Melbourne or whatever the first day it was. And um, because we knew the festival was paying for the hotel, we we just like naturally assumed that the mini bar was fair game. Yeah, mm, as you do. So as mm. you do. Um, we were then fairly swiftly informed that the mini bar was not fair game. Yeah. And uh, we would have to pay for our incidentals, as they were. Yeah. So blatantly called. And um, yeah, they were like, I, I guess this might be more of a thing in Australia, but beers that have like screw cap. Yeah. Pop, that's really weird for us. Like, we Is don't that, get that. Yeah. I never thought of that. Really that. Oh, um, like the, do you mean like a Carlton draft? Or like a, it's yeah, a screw like, top beer. Like, yeah. yeah. Like it looks like a normal <laughs> bottle of screw beer. Screw top beer, mate. Opening it with a, yeah, with a yeah, it looks yeah. like a normal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, there was like four of them in the fridge, and I just like drank them on the balcony of my room. And then I found out that you had to pay for them. Yeah, and I realized that they were all screw top. So I was just like, oh, decent, no yeah. problem. Put them back up with water, screw it back on, put them back in. Yeah, and that's what I did. Oh, oh and you got away with it. The bill never came across my desk. Fucking mad. Dude, that's, that's mad. sick. Love that. Um, Steam, what are you reading in um Norway? Um. At the moment, I'm reading Americana. Um, let me just... The book's in the other room that we'll just give you. It's by uh, Chimananda Ngozi Adichie. Shout out. It's a... Um, she's a Nigerian... She's a Nigerian writer. Mm-hmm. She's got a book called... Uh, fuck, I think it's Half of a Yellow Sun Rising or Half of a Yellow Sun that I've been meaning to read for a while. But this is... Americana is the book so far. It's about... Um, I just I just read um, John Cooper Clark's autobiography, I Want to Be Yours. Okay. Which is really, really good. Nice. But I've been meaning to read this writer for a while. And this is a book that has that quote, there will never be changed until there's a pro in the White House. She's a Nigerian writer, mm. and it's about a Ni- Nigerian girl who's lived in America for 15 years. Decides right. um, to go back and see her ex-lover, Ob- uh, Obinze. I hope I'm saying that right. And um, <laughs> and it's beautiful so far. But um, but yeah, that's what I mean. I've I fuck it. I haven't really been that good at reading recently. I've I found that weirdly for me, like. I find I read more when I'm just when London is or sort of anywhere that I am isn't in this COVID environment because I usually read on trains and buses and public transport and stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, when I'm sat down in a chair, it's like just inside. It does yeah. be a lot easier to just go on to Netflix. <laughs> yeah, totally, man. What's some... Um... Have you watched anything good on Netflix? Yeah. So the first lockdown I had, I was with people who weren't really watching films or anything like that. Um, And so this one, I've been fortunate enough. I've been able to fucking like watch a load of films. I wanted to catch up. So um, Mm. come and see down by law. um, Fucking the house of Jack built nymphomaniac volume one. Oh yeah. Good film. Uh, I'm not your Negro. Um, Loads of fucking good films. Yeah, right. Watchmen, the TV series, and Watchmen, the film. All right. Uh, yeah, I, I just basically like, uh, f- for me, like, I'm now in a comment, like, Tigna was calling me lazy today. 
Right. Which is I'm now having a fucking. <clears throat> we went through. I've I've like written this first edit for for this thing, which is like 33 pages. What is it? And he said all of it. He said all of it shit. So now I'm starting a new for with a completely new story. And so now, like as yeah, so I'm I'm now yeah. What is it like a short a short a short story or a script or something? No, it's a short story, but I get how it is. It's kind of like um. It's called Will Will Burns, Nina, um, Nina who runs Rough Trade Books, our press agent uh, approach. And at the time, which was three or four months ago, I was being evicted, and they said if you wanted to do a short book, and I came up with the con- I came up with the concept for a short book called um, One Man's Trash, which is about my period in lockdown. Yeah, but, um, I just read it with Simon, and he said it has too many eyes. Uh, oh yeah okay well, it, was too, it was too self-centered he just said it has too many <laughs> eyes that's what he meant yeah that's what he meant <laughs> <laughs> so now I've restarted I've restarted um, the whole sort of I've just restarted on something completely different oh something completely different yeah that's self-centered I just bend it you bend it no this is called anything other than myself you went the other way Okay. Oh, okay. Nice. Which starts with, not everything that comes out my ass is golden. Some of it is. Suffering. A word that slithers off of the to- uh, A word that slithers off of the tofu. It means too few and so much to many. It's something I will let... I'm too drunk. I'm too drunk to read this out. <laughs> I knew you were pissed. I could tell from the start. Yeah, anyway. So that's what I'm doing now. Um, I, I mean, I basically, like, Eddie is fortunate enough to play to play an instrument. I can't play an instrument um, as hard as I fucking try. Mm. Uh, I don't know. You can, play, you can play country roads on guitar pretty well. Yeah, English roads. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I like the ukulele. That's Todd's so favourite I, instrument. I, I, I like painting and I like reading and I like writing, so that's all... That I've been doing, but it's it's not kind. Do you know what I mean? When you're locked up with someone, if Eddie was here, he could yeah. just play the guitar, and him and Simon could have a sing along. Yeah, it's quite friendly. Yeah, yeah. If you're just yeah. Sort of yeah. Yeah. reading yeah. or writing, it then becomes like a sort of battle. Yeah. Well, if I if I was there, me and you could have had a sing along. Yeah, I know. That would have been nice. That would have been nice. Oh, that's a shame. What's your um? What's your what's your daily routine like in Norway? What time are you waking up? I'm really fucking. This is another thing that's really fucking. Um, actually, been quite. It's, it's not be. It, I'm not doing bad at the moment, but it's it's something that's quite. You know, with with mental health, there is a massive thing. I, I mean, mental health is a massive thing at the moment. Do you know, what I mean, I really am of the strong opinion that COVID, for whatever that means. Fucking hell, the amount of lives it's going to take from mental health is far greater than the ones mm. it's going to take from the fucking disease itself. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, everyone absolutely. can handle a cold, but not necessarily everyone can handle a large period of time inside and left with themselves and yeah. also bringing up the paranoias. Um, so for me, I was yeah. fortunate enough, there was a book I read a, long, a, a while ago called Slaughterhouse Five, which used to be on the GCSE, which for anyone who's English or whatever will understand that like terminology it was like a level of academia when we're 15, 16 years old. And in that right. book it's about it's a sci-fi fiction of an American soldier who gets captured. Um, and he's put in a Nazi war camp. And there are English soldiers there. And at the time the English soldiers were taught a routine to stop themselves from going insane and that is one of the things that i've kept with me which is uh, you wake up in the morning you have a shave you 
polish your boots. Obviously, you fucking, I haven't got boots. Like, you know what I mean? Stuff like that. You do some exercise and talk to yourself. You do some reading. Basically, it's a way that it's, it's the thought that your physical side is a complete reflection of your mental health. Um, and when one starts to degrade, the other will naturally degrade. And obviously, um, I don't believe in much of the English rhetoric, but I believe in that heavily. Yeah. But here I have slacked. I'm waking up quite late and there's only like a few hours of... I just try and go on a walk each day. Otherwise, I feel shit and I'm spending yeah. too much time on my fucking phone like everyone is. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'm not trying yeah. to bring this conversation yeah. into a downer. <laughs> no, 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 it's fine. It's good. Yeah. It's it's interesting stuff. I mean, I, um, you're, I, I'm assuming you're probably like me, which is that if I fall into a habit of sleeping in, I try to convince myself for about a week that it's okay and that it's nothing wrong with sleeping in and it's fine. Who cares? It doesn't matter what time you get up, blah, blah, blah. But I, I, I've stopped being able to tell myself that lie. I just know from, for my own mental health, I need to get up yeah. and I need like, I need a, like an hour or so in the morning, basically by myself to sit for a little while. I do some meditation. I speak to myself a little bit. Um, I, maybe I do a reading. I do a, like a daily read. Todd actually just gifted me a beautiful book called The Daily Stoic, which is, you know, just sto- stoic philosophy mm. in daily digestible chunks. And I've been reading that in the mornings as well. So, and, you know, without that routine in the morning, it takes me two weeks before my mental health is on the rocks, yeah. basically. Yeah. Mm. yeah. yeah. So easy. I mean, I just like, find it fascinating so how, like, we're all drawn into a period now where, like, we we have no choice but to be comfortable with, with we have no choice but to be comfortable with our own company yeah and that's fucking hard you know what i mean like you know for the majority of people and i think like i mean part with our album announcement it's been great and it's been going well but it's a really weird thing it's just like this is great because we're able to speak and you guys are Aussie and you guys are funny as fuck. Like, <laughs> but when you're, when you put out a song or something like that and you're looking at the, the reality is of almost, I don't care what the fuck they say. You're looking at Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Yeah. And as much yeah. as, uh, as sort of, you know, this sounds like some sort of hippy dippy bullshit but it's all just sort of just numbers and it was kind of fine beforehand. You know, you could have those anxieties within yourself of like, Oh, nobody's seen this post or whatever, because you could play a show and the show could be real. Yes. But the only thing we're relying off of now is this sort of like false consensus of artificial, Mm. I don't know, enamoration and, you know, admiration yeah. and stuff like that. And it just yeah. seems so sort of fake. Yeah. And, and so it's like, if you can, that's why I'm, I'm very looking forward to, even though it will be socially distanced, but the shows that we're doing in the future, because we are a live band primarily. And we, yeah. you know, there is a recording side to that, but yeah, the live side more than anything becomes a natural response. You can see if a song shit because people won't fucking do anything. You know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah. you can kind of gauge things. And it's like you can gauge an element of social media, but only to such an extent. It's just like, I don't know, how how many cheekbones does everyone have in the video? How many do you know what I mean? Like stuff like that. Like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, even even mm. recently, talking of Australian bands, like, you know, it, it's like when you get that rare gem like Simon, who, who you saw on the thing, he introduced me to um, mm. the B Suburban. 
Mm. Yeah. yeah. And um, Tex Perkins. Yeah, and he's fucking amazing. And he showed me, yeah. oh, and I should still have it open. This is from the other day. Um, God, yeah. Um, Hard for you. Oh, yeah. And, and that's not a song that's on Spotify. It's only on YouTube. And it's just like, it's still on the internet. But even that limitation of not having it on Spotify seems to make it sort of private in some way. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it seems I just, know, which is insane. Yeah, it's, it's a very weird thing. Do you know what I mean? It's just like when you, when you hear a song and it's just like, oh, you can only listen to it on YouTube. And YouTube has the mm. largest demographic in the world of social media, <laughs> but it still feels so yeah. private because it's not on Spotify and all these different mm. elements. And I think like, I, I think it is, I think, I think for us, like it is, you know, it's like, I think like we're, we're all in a fortunate position. Do you know what I mean? We speak to each other a lot. We're all very good friends in the band. We all love each other. But you do then start to think about just sort of like how, you know, the effects of what is going on in London at the moment. Do you know what I mean? It's just like it can only go on for so long. It's just, it's just fucking bleeding people. Yeah. But I don't want to be too depressing because also the optimism comes from the appreciation of what we're all going to have yeah. and the adaptation that we then take on in this period of time. Do you know what I mean? Like, Absolutely. it's an incredible thing to see so many things that have happened in this period of time, you know, and that people have been releasing, you know, not to count us as one of them, but other bands who have been releasing music and that you can listen to new music in this period of time. But mm. when you go to mm. a gig or even a social distance gig or whatever, the, everyone's level of understanding or just appreciation now has a comparison and the comparison yeah. is is absence yeah my my first reaction to playing a show was oh playing a show to like a pretty empty room with people sitting down i wasn't into it but after sitting with it and thinking about it i'm just so excited to play to some people sitting down it'll just we, be a new experience we're ridiculously to excited to be playing this week you're like, just so yeah, excited you it's like a first yeah. show even yeah. if it's people sitting down i guess like the absence of live music for so long yeah has has made the hunger for it that much greater so like yeah. it's like it, it is kind of just a vibe to play to anyone right now for sure and don't not to not to compare it to a past show that was packed with a mosh pit you just it is what it is it's not you, yeah. you don't need to compare them side by side you know no, definitely not and i think you know there's an argument to be made that playing a show in any capacity right now is like a fairly vital thing to be doing if of course it's safe yeah like it you know it's going to be that much more appreciated because of the level of absence that's been there for so mm. long now but yeah what was the last tour that you guys would have done it would have been 2019 you toured with ice age right yeah, we did um we did a co-headline tour with Ice Age in the US. Um, yep. Not sure if that was the last tour we did. We did a couple of others after that. Like we went back to, yeah, we did like a full festival season after that. But yeah, yeah, that tour with Ice Age was cool. They were was funny that? guys. Yeah, yeah, that was it was it was really interesting because I guess I guess in the US, us and Ice Age seem to have a fairly similar like fan base. Yeah, mm. so doing a co-headline tour with them worked out really nicely. Um, but it was just funny, you guys, like going going into bars with them after shows in kind of like the weirder towns yeah. where you don't get that many outsiders. Yeah. Like five Brits and five Danes walk into the bar <laughs> like people yeah. just losing their shit. Like, where the fuck did you guys come yeah, from? Yeah, they would have looked like aliens. Oh, yeah, totally. Just like 
you know, Ice Age sort of these sort of astoundingly good looking Scandinavian <laughs> yeah. leather clad and then some kind of scruffy looking British kids. It was it was it was quite funny the the, the conversations we had. Yeah, no mm. doubt. Yeah. <laughs> no doubt. Was that was that was that quite a big tour? Did you guys get, get right around the States? No, it was um we it, we just did the West Coast really. So we did um we did the West Coast and a couple of dates in Arizona. Yeah. So um yeah, we did Phoenix Tucson um and then we we did the Roxy Theater in West Hollywood, which was a really great show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um went to went to the Rainbow after that show. Nice. Lemmy's favorite bar. Which... I've I've, I've had oh, a, yeah. a PBR out the front of there. Yeah, that's right. About 9 or 10 dollars it costs you, I assume. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I know the joy. Yeah. Plus the tip, bloody hell. Bit of a oh, yeah. nice classic dive bar, that. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's a good good place. We're um we're DJing tonight. And um no, I hope you don't mind, but I uh I ripped water in the well off YouTube. I'll give it a spin. Where are you DJing? Just at this bar in Melbourne. Gum. Shout outs Chris. He's just opened it. Shout outs Chris. Have, you have our permission. Thank you. Thank Rip you so much. Music I'll, as yeah. much as you want, mate. Fucking. Is that alright? <laughs> mate, it's always alright. Do you know what I mean? We, yeah. we might miss out yeah. on 0.0002p. Yeah. We'll hold you to that one. <laughs> next the, drink, thing, yeah. the next time you have a 24th of a pint of beer, think yeah. about that, mate. <laughs> Just remember, we bought it. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. The next, time yeah. you. the next time you inhale the effervescent of a pint, just know <laughs> that that might be right. The next time... You put it on a table and a little bit spills out because it's filled up too much. Yeah, that was that, that was, was on shame. That was on shame. Yeah, yeah. 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 Thank you. Well, yeah, you, you can have it. Have it. We're nice guys. Thank you so much. Yeah, I'll give it a red hot spin tonight. So um, you can thank me for that. That'll be great. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, so, oh, so we can thank you now. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I'm doing you guys a favor, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Nah, um, Just a bit, a bit of minor bootlegging. Yeah. 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 Good. yeah, but it's uh, like twenty-five people are going to hear it, so yeah, it's going to be. It's, it's probably they probably they probably had to book to come in. Hey, like yeah, it's, it's, I don't yeah. know what it's going to be like, but yeah, it looks like a small bar, so I wonder what the actual capacity is. Honestly, probably twenty, but I really miss Australia. You yeah, come back when you can. Come over, come over. You'll be here next year. <laughs> You'll be here next year. We can read a book together in the park. Oh yeah, that's cute. It'd be nice. Do a painting. I'm down. Right. I'll paint you. Yeah, sick. That'd be great. Yeah, that'd be mad. Well, fellas, um, thanks so much for coming on the pod. Thank you. Very Thank much you very much for having us. Having us. Yeah, it's, it's a great chat. It's I know been it's a, late over there. Yeah, it's been a really lovely chat. We've really, really yeah. appreciated it. I've so very much fun. enjoyed it. Please. Yeah, cool. What a great punk. Good on um, you. And um, do you guys want to do, do you guys want to give Drunk Tank Pink a um a uh, uh, plug yeah. tell us when it's coming out go download drunk sure. tank pink go love drunk tank pink go feel drunk tank pink go harness drunk tank pink go devote yourself entirely to the emotion that everyone contains within themselves that reveals the effervescence of sweat that drips down and boils down into the body and floats up into the sky of drunk tank pink thank you Beautiful. Cool. January 15, I believe. I'll just fill in that gap for yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We got the email. Yeah, yeah. January 15 on, um, yeah. I can't remember. Yeah. All right. Beautiful. Okay. Thank you very much.
Take care over there. And um, hit us up when you're in Oz, all right? Well, day, well, day. Hit us up next time you're in London. Okay, yeah, we'll do. Yeah, for sure. Thank all right. you very lots much. Of, lots of love, fellas. What a great party. Uh, See ya. Bye. 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 Bye.